Welcome to another edition of the Comcast Podcast. Um, we're going to take a look at um, some random transfer speculation. So, 97 to 99%, well, 97 to 100% bullshit, likely, hood, um, and um, a few other bits and pieces, um, including some transfer business which seems to be going on with other teams and everybody's kind of losing their shit because our owners don't spend money and you know they're I don't know they're lining their pockets and planting like nice landscape rock gardens at the back of their mansions and stuff instead of buying us sharing new players so to discuss what the transfer window may or may not look like I've got um, I've got Beryl Akis in the Netherlands Beryl how are you sir? I'm very well thank you how are you? Um, wonderful, thanks. Yes, um, and I've also got uh, Jay Reid in Liverpool. Jay, yourself? Yeah, mate, doing all right. Um, bit bit strange, this uh, no football game, isn't it? It's bizarre, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, bizarre. The, and it doesn't feel really, really feel like a transfer window either because there's that much bullshit being spoiled out. So no, it's more like a transfer people, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's yeah. just like nothing's really happened. I think we're all sorts of waiting for a few moves, but then. This Champions League, Europa League business, so it might be just putting a, a stoppage on that too. I think. Yeah, it's strange. I think. Or is it? Is what? What's the expression these days? We're, we're waiting for the first domino to fall. Um, <laughs> oh. So, so yeah, I, I, it looks like we might be waiting for a while. Um, <laughs> and I've also gotten Berlin. Um, uh, Neil Patterson, chief. How are you? I dead on. Um, Looking forward to having a wee chat, as you say, sort of um, football list at the moment. Although Champions League starts at the weekend, not the not that we're involved, but uh, it should be should be worth a gander anyway. But yeah, looking forward to having a wee chat to you. Yeah, so well, listen, let's just kick it off then. So, Chief, I'll start with you as I'm with you. Um, we're moving into the transfer window, and there's there's been a, a couple of other big moves that are are. That have happened and are are look as though they're they're potentially being close um, to being announced um, or certainly the final you know the final wheels being put in motion on them and a lot of people seem to think we're getting left behind a little bit. First and foremost, I think it's prudent for us to assess where we actually are at as a squad. We've got probably you would say. I suppose anybody would say you've got four real, well, three three certain gaps that any fan, I suppose, would like to fill. You've got your left-back cover. Um, you've got another centre-half to replace Lovren. Um, apparently, a post isn't good enough, who would have guessed, and would probably want something, some, someone to come in and supplement the front three. And if you want to look beyond that, then maybe you'll talk about a midfielder. So... You know, are you are you kind of on board with that kind of train of thought? Um, yeah, ostensibly. Um, if you were going like for like in terms of where they where the um, players are um, going to leave or where you've looked this season and thought we could do with a with a bit of cover there, then those probably are the the areas that identify. Um, certainly, left back cover is something that um, that um, we've we've needed for a little while. Obviously, James Milner did a great job there for a season, and he's filled in here and there at times since. But you're not going to ask him to to do that at all, probably next season. So, uh, and with Nico Williams being a young lad and and primarily suited to playing on the right, it seems you know it's it's a bit unfair to ask him to come in and well, maybe not unfair to ask him to come in and try and do that job, but maybe a bit unfair to expect him to do it very well. So yeah, absolutely. You, you look to strengthen left back cover. Um, we we were in the market for Timo Werner, so it's you know, and we've talked about it before at length. It's widely agreed amongst the fan base, I would say in general, that a fourth option for the front three who isn't Divock um, would be preferable. Um, whether well, that comes, know what would appear. Yeah, well, whether that comes in the form of Minamino, but. And that might happen because for me he's shown he's shown flashes of what he you know of what he can develop into, and it's it's been a very a very big culture shock I think for him moving from the Austrian league um, to uh, to obviously the Premier League and to Liverpool. And despite how fantastically he played against us, he certainly didn't have to play at that intensity every week. 
and he didn't have to do it every day in training and, and so on and so forth. But he has shown flashes. But yeah, you're right. He he's not the one to come in and step in straight away and 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 if, as a fourth option there as a fourth wheel. Um, Rian Brewster is it's up in the air what will happen with him next season. Obviously, he's had a very good uh, half a season with Swansea there. Uh, scored a great number of goals uh, towards the end of the season and. You know, looks like certainly a very interesting prospect now, back on track. But do, are we keeping him next summer or this summer? Or are we letting him go on loan again? Even if we are keeping him, is he really at a level to, to you know, to, to interlink with the other three? Potentially not. So you're probably looking across the front. Um, centre back, yeah, we sold Auburn. Um, and in, in the front four, we've got strong interest, I think, from Villa in, in Divock. I think that would be a good move for him. Um, to be to be honest, uh, I think they're the the kind of club that would um make him their um their their focal point, and he probably probably thrive. So we could be losing one there. Uh, so if you were going like for like, absolutely, we sold Dejan Lovren. We have no no four choice centre back in the senior ranks. We'd have to be looking at Kiana Hoover or Sepp van der Berg. Might be a bit of a step up for them to to ask them to 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 play perhaps. 15, 20 games next season. Who knows? Um, so yeah, we, we, we've been linked in that area and then you might go on to the, to the midfield, as we said. The only, <clears throat> the only sort of joker in that is that, um, club has been known and is well known for sort of shuffling the pack and, and moving players around and, and signing versatile players who can play in a number of positions. So where, if, the, were there not to be a, a suitable uh, replacement or or addition uh, specifically in one area, he he might look somewhere else and and look to kind of shift players around and um, and take advantage of of that versatility. But I would say yeah, identifying the the particular areas where we need strength in those would be right left back, centre back, and and up front. Okay, yeah, um, Jay. If you know with Marco's with Marco's positions out, but. Considering what we have in the younger uh, section of the squad, um, the development group, uh, as they're known, um, I think you know it's it's fairly evident to everybody that the club is is keen on not blocking pathways for players. And if we talk about you know the left back position, you know Luriti looks as though he's going to go. It's kind of uh, a similar situation to that. Uh, other fella, that Portuguese lad, I forget his name now. Um, anybody? His name would be. Yeah, You know, he he decided he wasn't going to get a game, so he's decided to bugger off somewhere else, Sporty Lisbon or something. Um, you've got Lewis signed a new contract, and and obviously you've got the Williams experiment at left back, centre half, as as Keith mentioned, you you've Hoover and potentially Vandenberg um, in the midfield. Um, you've got Curtis Jones, um, obviously, and at, at the top end of the pitch, um, you have you have Brewster and you have Elliot. So, considering that, is is there is there any of those that you feel would rule out a signing in said positions? Um, the obvious one, I think, is if Brewster sticks around, then you'd probably see him take what would be Origi's place in, in the squad where he's... he's Origi, I, I, without having it to hand, has probably started about six or seven games, I think, in the league, and then he's probably made about 20 sub-appearances, and then he's he's probably played the cup games, which... I think it's 400... I think it's I think it's 450 minutes, I think I saw, which is the equivalent of about five games. <laughs> Four games. Yeah, but um, I think you're right. So, so when, you, when you translate that, like... It, it would make sense to keep Brewster, but then on the flip side, he's done all right in his loan spell. He, he scored 11 and 22, and I think Swansea, if anything, would do anything they can to try and hold on to him for another season to try and push for promotion again. Elliot, he's on the periphery, and I think he probably is about another year or so at least away from maybe knocking on the door like Jones is, where I think Jones, is, as we've probably all seen it, the end of the season, he got a bit more game time, and he, he's changed shirt number, and he's prominent in the 
the kit launch and he, he seems to be doing all the right things and he's a bit older and more mature. So he's the one who is going to take a first team squad position, I would say. Um, left back, that's where we need cover because, as you say, LaRussi looks like he's off. Lewis, as much as he signed a new contract, I think maybe that was just sort of also to help with the fact that he got injured and lost a year, but I don't think he's he's got it to make the step up where Williams looks like he has got something there, but he would need a lot of development to play left back. I think we, we saw even in the small period that he did play, he he's very novice out there. So he, he needs to develop his game. And in the sense of our position, we do need one. Um, there's links with three or four different ones. I think the lad from Betters, Mendy is, or Mondi, however you want to pronounce it is, is the strongest link. And that would make sense given his age, that he would come in and probably take the the loving position in the squad of being third slash fourth centre half alongside Matip. So I think mm, the the main one that we could see push on is is Jones and Brewster question mark. But I think for his personal development, he probably is better going out on loan. And if we do lose a V, then we probably do need another body up there. And do you think that would rule out a midfield signing then? The the stock that seems to have been put in Jones, given the games he's got at the end of the season, you know, the, the squad number, etc. Um, I wouldn't say it rules it out, but I think we all know what 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 we're trying to edge towards here is the Thiago um, signing, which we, like you were speaking pre-pod. It's an opportunity signing and an opportunity to sign a world-class player had a reduced fee, doesn't come around every day and Klopp likes him a lot. Um, for what it's worth, I didn't chip in on the pre-pod chat, which is, but I think it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen after the Champions League. I think he's sticking around for that and whether it's a fact that they don't want to announce anything because it might become a distraction, I don't know, but I think if that deal does happen, it'll be after the Champions League games because I, Bayern have got a very good chance to win this competition so why would he not want to stick around and potentially get himself um, another big trophy sorry slightly distracted Fulham have just scored a second goal uh, Joe Bryan so we'll have Fulham in the Premier League next season not Brentford um, just got slightly distracted by that but yeah I think it, it's it's an opportunity signing if it, if, it, if it comes and if it will come it's going to be after the um, Champions League personally Yeah and Beryl this kind of opens up a bit of a wider discussion that I wanted to get into where given given that that development group that that group of, of four or five youth players that you know I think a lot of, of fans will have high hopes and expectations for and it looks as though the coaching staff also have, have the same um, does that potentially change the profile of the player that we're looking at. And Thiago is a case in point here where we're not looking for somebody to come and stay five, six, seven years. We're we're looking for someone to come and plug the gap for for you know two years to, to help bring these guys along to get them to a point where they're ready to play a significant role in, in first team affairs. That would be a very logical uh, thing to do. So you know um, if you uh, plan transfers, you, you, you don't need, uh, you shouldn't look just at uh, the season uh, up ahead, but you know at, at, at seasons, seasons up ahead. So uh, that would be a, a very wise thing to do. If you think uh, a younger player has the has the potential to, to fill in uh, a certain position, but maybe needs just a, a couple of years more. Uh, and and there is an opportunity to, to sign someone who who would be able to fill those fill that position uh, right away. Then you know, it, yeah, that, and and even um, if 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 someone is older, it it might even be a, a um, an advantage. Uh, someone you know who is older usually has more experience, and. Uh, if if that someone who is older and has a lot of, a lot more experience uh, um, is deemed to 
be able to to maybe even guide and 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 coach other players then you know you, you have you have a double advantage i think so if if we look at um uh, people like uh, Isa Mandi, uh, I, I have to admit I've never heard of him before. We were we got linked to him, um, so uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I know he's a centre back, but I don't know what, what, how, how good he is. But he, he's uh, touted to be um, good enough. Um, and, and and if this is a player who can who can help, maybe Van der Berg. Um, who is still quite young and, uh, and and not very experienced, but you know, and and experience is not something um, that develops linearly. So uh, some people have uh, need more time than others, and, and some positions need more time than others. Uh, it's 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 I think it's it's a known fact that, uh, especially in centre back, especially in defence, you could say you need more time to develop. And maybe you know, I I wouldn't be comf- comfortable if we would go into this this season and the the fourth centre back spot would from you know that got vacated by Dejan Lovren would be filled by uh, Sepp van der Berg. I don't think he's ready. He didn't seem ready. He didn't look ready. So if we can get someone in who can fill the gap. Uh, for the time that he needs to be ready, then that will be a wise choice. And and if we can get in someone like Thiago, if you know if that's true, um, who is 29 and uh, who hasn't uh, doesn't have a track record of you know a full full seasons uh, because of injuries, but um, is is a is a wonderful player and would bring something that we don't have uh, in some ways passing ability and creativity that Nabi Keita should be able to give but uh, you know wasn't able to give um, um, very uh, consistently in in the in the previous two seasons um, and 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 you know if they could play that position you know regularly enough and and could teach Curtis Jones maybe I think that would be a wise choice. You you wouldn't pay over the odds, and and you would have, fill the position with uh, quality and with experience. So yeah, I think that would be a good choice. Yeah, it's it's maybe a way of, of trying to explain um, or or rationalise the the Thiago link in in my eyes, and I'm not really wanting to dwell on this because it's been done to death and we did it to death before we even started recording um, and you'll hear it done to death on every other Liverpool podcast that you listen to um, but I think for me the age profile doesn't match the the fitness record doesn't match um, I think if you're talking about the replacement for Wijnaldum if Wijnaldum's going to go with it don't feel that he is you know, when Alden's a minimum 34 league game a season player, and there's no way that I, I would fully agree Thiago, with that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just can't see Thiago playing. Can't see Thiago playing 20 league games given his record. Um, the adaptation to to the midfield and to the league, um, to the style of play, to the culture is is obviously something that takes time. Maybe not so much with an older player, but he can still. Um, and the physicality is something that that he he won't have won't have um, experienced before, and we've seen the impact it's had on the likes of Keita. So, Dave, 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 can can, can I j- just jump in there? Sure. Uh, what 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 if um, we wanted to change up something in the midfield, and and and, and it's not uh, so much that Thiago needed to adapt, but uh, he would be part of the adaptation that was you know um, i i um i perceived something i observed something uh, in the in the post corona um um uh, you know couple of games i i think we tried to do something else there and and we tried to um um, deal with the fact that that lots of teams are, are are dropping back further and further and trying to stop our wingbacks from from you know doing what they do and what, what made us uh, you know win the league uh, and we need to 
try different things and 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 it seemed like and 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 that we need something else from our midfield and something that Thiago may provide you know maybe he is part of that change i you know i i know i'm trying to rationalize and to justify something which is <laughs> and you're right which which isn't in line with with our transfer policy uh, <laughs> until so far but uh, it it makes sense in some ways Let, let's put it that way yeah i mean i've just wanted it, to it, on, on on that for a second as well and just sort of um just before you come back dave just sort of back up on that a, a little bit just in that uh you you know mentioned you mentioned that uh, Genie was a, a 34 is a 34 league game a season guy, and that's that's that's, um, that's absolutely true. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, if if Genie does go, then you are left with that gap. And as you say, we're we're sort of we're stocked in in midfield, but we uh, we can't get a full season out of Naby Keita. And you mentioned there that uh, you don't reckon we'll get a full season out of Thiago. What, what if they're looking at it and going, well, if Genie goes, we can cover that gap between between the two of them. We've got Kaida and, uh, and Thiago in there. Plus, added in to, to, to what Beryl's saying is that that idea of, of perhaps trying to feed the ball to the front three a bit, bit more through the centre next season rather than from the wings. Um, but I also agree with, with your uh, st- uh, stance on the fact that the, the age profile and all the I just think sometimes something comes wrong and, and this might be it. Yeah. I, I Go ahead, gonna start, it's just sad. When you do actually delve into his, his stats over the last three seasons, he's not as injury prone as, as people make out to be. Like This season alone, his, his total appearance is 36. Last year, 40. The season before, 32. So, and they obviously don't have a less, they have one competition less, they play less league games than us by a couple. So it's not like he's Adam Lalana where he's made, I think it was like eight appearances or 8% of appearances over the last few years or something like that. I think it was under Klopp's reign. So it's not like you're bringing in a player like Lalana who seriously misses a lot of games. You are bringing in a player who he's had a couple of, Injuries over the last few years, but nowhere near as as many as it's being made out to be. That he's really injury prone, and you're only going to get twenty five percent of games. Also, he is probably playing about seventy five, eighty percent of games for buying across the season. So, I think that is a bit of a myth that probably needs to be a bit squashed. That he is injury prone. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do take your point, and it's absolutely fair. Um, I just feel that at at, at that age and with the additional strain that the Premier League will put on him physically. And I think it's a gamble. And I don't think we're in the gambles that cost us £120,000 a week and a £30 million transfer fee. Um, we should give it a lot of the years. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, want, yeah, but I mean, but like, and yeah. you want me, you're, you're kind of right. And we've kind of learned from that. And, um, I think, I think, you know, Mel Reddy said extensively last year that they weren't going to deviate from the strategy that has got them to where they are. And I think that's absolutely fair. And, um, I, I understand, like, the links to him, though, because we, we wouldn't need him every game. There's, there's games, like, if you look at the games like against City, where we, we maybe just lack a little bit of quality, that's the type of game you're going to have him. You're not going to really need him at home to, to Brighton or Fulham, move just come up or, West Brom, you're not going to need him. There's there's plenty of other players in the team, but in key games like away to Old Trafford, where we've really struggled over the last five or six years, they're the games that you need a world class quality player in. So so why not? Uh, that, that, and that is a fair point. Another point that that I would put forward is that you know this is a guy that knows what it takes to win consecutive league titles and to and have that pressure of being at a side that is expected to deliver season after season after after season without failure, without excuse, without, um, you know, exception. And that mentality and experience, um, aside from how qual- how much of a quality footballer he is, would be invaluable. Um, 
and I'm not saying that it isn't it isn't a good idea. I'm just saying it's not something that I think that money would represent value to the ownership, and that is the reason I don't think it would be done. However, Chief, I, I want to move on to one um, that's been linked today. Um, Ismail Sar from from Watford, um, and I th- this is this is one. When I do look at the profile, I feel that it really does have legs. I think, you know, he's a season in the Premier League. He understands the physical demands um, of the division. Um, you have a link with with Mane there, uh, you know, a personality uh, reference, if you like, that the manager or the ownership may go to. Um, that sort of link will help a player to adapt. And we've seen it before um, with Kaida. We've seen it before with with Allison and Fabinho, um, with the Firmino, you know, linked there, um, and it's something that has been used in the past to to get a, a, an an absolute assessment on a player. Um, the age profile matches. Um, I think it's it's six goals and six assists in thirty games last season, which, to be honest, for for a team that had three managers and were fairly fucking useless for most of the Premier League season before, during and after lockdown, um, it's not a bad return. And the other two things I would say is he's tall, he's six foot plus and he's dead fast. And you know me, Chief, I love all the fast fellas. Give me all of the fast guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, come back to what you said at the very, very beginning. He definitely, he's definitely got legs. Um, he- <laughs> Very good. He's uh, he's he's quick and he's he's dangerous. And I've seen him. I've seen him play quite a bit actually. I watched I watched a, a fair bit of Watford this season somehow by hook or by crook. Um, and he's a player that that interests me a lot. I mean, I think we did a maybe maybe we did it on on the WhatsApp or something. We we sort of oh no maybe we did it on the pod last time a player he would take from from the relegated clubs. And Sar was was my was my pick and um yeah i mean he's he, he can play across the front three he's young he as you said he's good mates with sadio mane international colleagues um he seems to have a great attitude um he seems to have yeah, settled in very well at watford and just done his thing despite sort of not getting in the team at the beginning uh even though he was their record signing i'm pretty sure he cost them 25 mil or perhaps potentially more um 27 million yeah yeah so um he was left out at the st- which manager was it that left him out one of the managers who, who did that they started off with was it that javi gracia fellow was it they started with Gracia, yeah. I think he wasn't really playing at the start of the season. There was one one manager that that, that really just just bombed him, um, and then he came back in, sort of under Pearson, I think. And he had a great he had two good games against us, um, but he's exciting, as you say. He he fits he fits the archetypal uh, FSG profile, you know, young. Uh, Looks looks to have all the tools. He's got experience in the Premier League. He um he looks like he's potentially on the cusp of making that big kind of break, that explosion. Still raw, needs a lot of polishing. But you know, you've seen obviously we, Liverpool would be the perfect club. You would imagine to 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 kind of shine him up and and bring out the best out of him. Sorry, bring the best out in him. Um, so I would be. Very much interested in that move. I think it makes loads of sense. I think he would. I'd love to have him in as the, as the fourth choice across the front three. Add him to to the to the options we already have. Um, and yet, you know, that it can't be uh, underestimated the importance of having um, of having sort of um, kindred spirits or, or or at least good friends at a at a new club to help you settle in and with Mane and and potentially Kaida there as well. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a good sort of breeding ground or a good sort of settling place maybe for him to to come to. So I'd be just behind, really behind that move. And and on the sort of settling in note, you know, Thiago, Brazilian born, you know. <laughs> well, isn't this true? Um, Jay, see on the on the 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 link between other players and clubs and relationships, kind of note of it, Adrian. 
sent uh, a social media post out today um, mentioning things that had, had he had noticed were significant in Liverpool's success last last season. Um, I suppose we can't call it last season now. And one of the terms he remembered, mentioned was um, the group and the family and that that's how they felt and they were so close and so tight. And um, I think that shows the, shows the importance of you know, not having someone come in that's going to upset the apple cart and the absolute value that having a set of players that absolutely buy into everything that's going on and aren't there for any selfish reasons. They're there for the success of the group um, and they all carry a responsibility for the group has. And, you know, that lends itself to this theory that these, these players that, you know, aren't going to come in with huge egos are, you know, on the cusp of, you know, we can identify something in them that tells us that potentially they can make this next step with us has. And and that kind of, you know, it absolutely fits the bill for someone like Saar. Not to mention the fact that he's, you know, just been relegated with the club. And we know we all love a bit of that. I did see the post and it was, it was quite good by what he, what he's done and, Fair play to him. He's at the jackpot, hasn't he? Adrian, if him and Andy Lonigan really come in from nowhere and at the jackpot and won, a, won everything in, in one season. And you season. know what? Lonigan's, Lonigan's a good point here because I think, wasn't he someone that, that maybe Octoberg had worked with before? Yeah, he'd worked with them. Uh, was it, it was a press. Or, or, press, I, I think, possibly. Something like that. But again, uh, it's just another example of if you've got, if you've got a guy there who's hasn't played a first-team game in any division in about the last five years. The highest level he's played is League One. But, you know, Octoberg says he's signed, so just fucking get him in. It left personal reference, wasn't it? Like, if he's given the reference and he was needed to come in and do a job on it, if it was just basically pick up the balls and help out the main men in training, then he's done that. And, as I say, he's won the jackpot, Ranny, in... In the end of his career, at the age of 39, he's come in and won the Premier League. And even though he didn't technically play a part, as Klopp said himself, there's there's a lot of people behind the scenes who've all played the part in this success, and that as well ties into the the family aspect of it's not individuals, it's a group collective. And you always hear whenever it's an interview with the players or even the manager, it's all about the group and the collective and that's what they all work towards. It's that family feeling. And I think a few people picked up on when we did get the trophy, Minamino sort of looked on the cusp of things as he has done since he's come in because as you said, it's a big change for him. He's come from probably a little town, small clubbish relatively in terms of European size and in Salzburg and he's been dumped into Liverpool. And then he's been told to sit in his house for three months and not speak to yeah. anybody. And he doesn't. I had just seen a thing on Instagram where um, Firmino, I said like he speaks to Minamino in German because Firmino spent time at Hoffenheim, and obviously there's a few German coaches and German-speaking players around the club who've probably helped integrate him. But when we were getting the trophy, Henderson grabbed him and pulled him in and made him feel part of the family. Which I think that that's why we have been successful. We we've not got too many extra rare players who are. Who were rattling the cage, and those who are left out know why they're left out, and know that they will get a chance again. So it does make sense, and like someone like Saad is the type of sign, and we go for it. it. Makes sense in terms of the price. He probably wouldn't cost more than what Watford paid to bring him in for, and that was around thirty million. If Mane gives him the endorsements, then I think that's probably good enough for Klopp and. I had a little look on him then. He shares the same agents at that. I Mendy, who we've been linked with the betters, who also shares the same agents as Joe Gomez. So it's probably someone who we've had dealings with in terms of negotiating the contract with that sort of agency. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, um, it, it, it does make sense on, on a lot of levels. Um, and Beryl, you know, it, we, we've looked at the top end of the pits. Um We've discussed Thiago um, far longer than I would have cared to, but regardless, we'll look at the back end. There's, 
it looks like this guy, Isa Mandi, Mendy, uh, I don't know, he's Algerian, French speaking, born, was at Ron's for a few years, um, but moved to Betis in the last four years he's been there. Um, Algerian International won, won the Cup of Nations. Um, and for, for, for nine million quid with like close to 500 first team appearances under his belt at the age of 28, it, it seems like basically a direct replacement for Lovren, but everybody will be signed with it because it's not Lovren. Um, and the other one is, is a left back at Olympiacos. Um, Simicus, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, Simicus is one that looks like with five assists, potentially has the same sort of skill set as, as, as Robertson. But again, are these the sorts of types of signings that you expect us to see rather than a 90, 100, 110, 120 million pound player? I'm I'm a, a Liverpool fan, which is you know why I'm talking on this pod. But I'm also a social psychologist in in daily life, uh, and and these two roles, uh, <laughs> these two sides of my personality, sometimes uh, struggle, uh, and and especially during um, during transfer season. You know, I would like to get players like uh, Harvards or uh, Jane Sancho. Or uh, I, I even heard that Messi is on on uh, on the market, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we will get them because you know. And and, and this is where the the social psychologist comes in because uh, if you look at it more uh, rationally, uh, you know, the, the the game of football is you know we have all played it, and some of us are better at it. Than, than others, but um, at the top, the, the, the differences are, are marginal. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, there, there is a, a player that is obviously um, capable to transcend a team from, from being good to, to uh, very, very good. Um, but we are a team that, that, that is um, built out of building blocks which are you know we have no messies but we have some very good players and we have a we have probably the best team in the world at this point so um with that in mind and uh, with uh, with the, with the knowledge in mind that that the people that have built this team uh, are still at the helm um i i um i i think that i can trust um the 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 transfers they they think are are best and uh, I, I've seen Simikas in the Dutch league, and he's uh, he's a very enthusiastic uh, left back, which didn't catch my attention very much. Uh, but you know, to be fair, I, I I've seen um, uh, Robertson, Andy Robertson, uh, playing for Hull, uh, relegating with Hull, and not catching my attention. And um, you know, I, I I've known Gini Wijnaldum uh, from the moment that he started playing professional football because I'm also a Feyenoord fan uh, domestically, um, and he he comes from Feyenoord and he, he started when he was 16, I believe. He, he made his debut at 16, so I know I've known him all of his professional life, but I didn't think he could play the way he does at this point. So. Um, I have to admit that I don't know <laughs> what's best in this uh, in this conundrum of what should you do to stay at the top because we reached the top and we've done so um, in in a way that I wouldn't have uh, deemed possible losing the league one year before uh, with one point. You know, it, it, when I saw Ismail Asar as uh, as um, you know, being linked to us, I thought, yeah, th- this really makes sense. But you know, uh, as I just put, um, uh, you know, I, I, as I said, um, I would also think that Tiago makes sense, and I would also think that you know, I, all of these players move, would make sense if you think about it. But I. Uh, and I don't want to be, uh, sound boring here, but uh, I, I trust the, the decisions that are uh, are being made because of the results that they have 
been able to achieve. Uh, I didn't, you know, last year we only signed Adrian and uh, Stefan de Berg as, as a youth player, but and, and Harvey Elliott as a youth player, but they haven't uh, played in the Premier League as much. Uh, and, you know, Adrian has, but, you know, the, the other two didn't have. So, and, 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 and Lampard is being taught, uh, being lauded as a very good uh, uh, manager because he managed to reach the fourth spot uh, of, um, and they had a transfer ban. But, you know, they had more transfers than we had while having a transfer ban. So it, it's all very um, relative to what you think a team should do and i think the the philosophy that that uh, that uh, our uh, management is 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 um uh, that we are having you know the philosophy that we have as 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 a club is thinking of the collective uh, as you know jay just said before the individual and and um believing in the potential of 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 players and not only believing in it, but, you know, analyzing it through all sorts of sophisticated means. So if um, Liverpool FC think uh, Aysa Mandi, who I have never uh, acknowledged as a player until this point, who I've never seen play, um, um, if they think that th- he would be a good replacement for Dan Lovren, then he probably is. So I can say nothing about it that... Uh, that would make more sense than that. Yeah, I, 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 I totally get on board with that. You know, I, I totally get on board with that. I'm, I'm not bothered which player comes through the door, what their name is, how much they cost, where they play, because we've seen players from relegated sides come in and 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 become world class. You know, the the best, the literally the best in their position within within 12 to 18 months. We've seen players come from the youth system. Um, and become the best in their position within within 18 months in the world. Um, we've seen, you know, what was it your own called Salah, the you know another Douglas Cost or something come in and score 44 goals in a season or something outrageous like that. So it's it's not pound signs or or wages or or names or, or shirt sales that's gonna gonna necessarily float my boat. However, chief. We're seeing that from a lot of a lot of other clubs, and we're seeing that from players that we were supposedly linked with. So you know, Werner's gone. Werner's gone to Chelsea. Uh, it looks like Sancho's going to go to United. Um, Chelsea strongly linked with with Havertz, and um, I, I think a lot of fans kind of feel feel a little bit. On edge, the the clubs are getting they're getting an early run at us here, and that's kind of goes against everything that we lauded about this transfer strategy um, over the last two or three years, where we're absolutely ahead of the game on everybody else. We've got our shit sorted out before before any other team even wakes up and realizes that it's the post season. So yeah, I suppose it just cuts back to 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 the worry of. Um, whether we've we've missed you, whether the owners um, or Liverpool as a club have potentially mis, misjudged this situation that uh, we find ourselves in with with the pandemic and and whatnot, um, and whether you whether you take it at face value what's being said, or whether we're just whether you, whether you think we're trying to be a bit smart uh, and and sort of um, keep our powder dry a little bit and then make moves sort of later in the window when the markets not evened out, but but when we've got a, a good indicator on what the market is is going to do and and they feel safer operating uh, under those parameters, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I, I there's there's no way that we didn't want Timo Werner, I think that's pretty well established, and Chelsea have stolen a march there, uh, whether we have thought that we had it stitched up and we could get him to wait for another season and he'd still be there or whether we, we, we just panicked because of COVID at the last minute and that just allowed Chelsea to sneak in. But there's no way anyone's going to convince me that we didn't want Timo Werner because we were all over him and it was well documented and it is well documented. So 
we you, you can let it go by the by. It's one of them. Um, Havertz moving this window would uh, two months ago. If you uh, well before Corona, if you asked me that, I said no. I've got a, uh, a student who's a, a Leverkusen fan, a season ticket holder, and he was like, "There's no way we're letting him go this season. We're holding him, holding on to him for one more season." Now that hasn't happened. Well, it doesn't look like it's happening. It looks like he might be on his way as well. Um, at a hundred and odd million or around about a hundred million, maybe you just let that one go. I don't think we, if we were going to be spending that kind of money, I, I, I don't think we were, you know, I don't think it was going to happen basically. Jaden Sancho is another one you mentioned there that looks like it's going to happen. A lot of on off, um, uh, stories. Um, United saying they won't be pushed into making a deal at 110 million and they won't be pushed into making a deal by August 10th. Dortmund adamant saying that they won't go lower and they want they, they they won't accept an offer after that date. So probably at that price somebody will blink. Dortmund will probably blink because you know what did they get? What did they pay for Sancho? Something ridiculous. Did they, I mean something was really- it not nothing? Well, could have been could have been a free, yeah. I mean, so they are quids in on that anyway, and and they never they never rely on on one player. Their model is is to to always have the next one coming. So ideally, they might have they might well, like. Well, in the- Holland, they've really already got the next one. So yeah, well, they've got they've got something in Holland which is a which is a phenomenon. I mean, you have to see it to believe it. He just can't stop scoring. He just Every time he's on the pit, Dortmund are one up Holland. Oh, Dortmund have scored Holland. It's just it's constant. He's he he came in and he's just lit the league up. I mean, he scores in his debut and he goes from there. Um, so they've got that. They've signed Jude Bellingham as well from Birmingham, who's who's the sort of next kind of Sancho in their eyes. You know, a young sort of wonder kid coming over. Um, and they have someone else in there as well, uh, whose name has escaped me at the moment. Who's who's doing who's doing fine and looks like he could. Um, it's Reina's. It's Reina's wheel. Yeah, it's Reina. It? It's Reina's kid, huh? Claudio Reina's kid, isn't it? Yeah, and I think isn't yeah. there Taram's kid there too? Yeah, so I mean, no, Taram's is at Munchengladbach. Yeah, oh, right, exactly. They are. And just chip. Sorry to chip in. Seven million they paid for Sancho. There you go, seven mil. So I mean, a hundred. They're looking a hundred and eight. So they're making a hundred million euro or pound profit on that, and that's going to be well. I mean, that for them is 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 wonderful, and they'll reinvest it in in three or four players, and they'll get better. Um, what Dortmund need is 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 a good head coach for next season, and um, one who can who can push them mentally that extra step to to finally get over the Bayern hurdle. Um, and they'll be fine, but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we were discussing Sancho months ago, and I don't, I think, uh, I, I was certainly saying I'm not convinced we'll be in for him at that price. And there's question marks over the wages, and there's question marks over temperament, and yada yada yada. So that's one of them. If if he goes to to United, which he could well do, I'm sure it'll be very good there. But um, I don't think he's. I don't think that's where they have problems, and I am interested in seeing what they're going to do with who are they, whose nose are they putting out a joint because their front four or five were operating very well towards the end of the season. So signing Sancho for 110 million is going to piss somebody off. Um, but yeah, I, I do wonder if we were sort of caught caught on the hop a bit. But then, as I said at the beginning of this, are we really going to do nothing? Does it make sense? I mean, FSG are professional sports club owners. They've gotten us to this point. They know where we are. They can see others around us. They they know the territory. Surely they, it would be folly for them not to not to back us at this point. So yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. They've been in the game long enough now to know. Um, I think you know, five years ago when 2014 came around and, and what came after that, I think there was an excuse that you know this is this, this was uncharted territory for them. But I don't think that that kind of washes any longer. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And, you know, Jay, there's been a lot of names mentioned there, and it, it brings me to an interesting point where everybody's kind of losing their shit that we didn't get Burner and we're probably not going to get Havertz, and you know, Sancho looks on his way to Man United. But, you know, if, if you look at it, you know, 
Holland and Bellingham are, are just two that are just two that um the Chiefs mentioned there, but you know, there's always the next one. You know, there's always the next one. Whether it's, you know, Mbappe, Dembele before that, and some of them work out and some of them don't, but you know, this 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 is not this these players, they're not Neymar, or sorry, they're not Messi and Ronaldo that we're missing out on. You know, they're not even Neymar that we're missing out on. It's every year, isn't it? Like the, it's flavor of the month or flavor of the year, however it is, whatever you want to put it in. Just, just to chip in on like the Sancho stuff, I I did think we would be be in for him, but when when it would the time would be possibly next year, and as as the weeks and days have mumbled on over the the end of the season, it, it has become apparent that we are just going to stick to what we we've always done, and that's just get the players that we. Or clock deems right for him, not yeah, and I not, think the, not for the fans. And I think the model today is that you know we'll we we want to sign Sancho when he signs for Dortmund, not when he signs for Man United. Well, yeah, I, I seen the story today, and it was like Liverpool have got their Sancho in in the Harvey Elliott and or or Curtis Jones. It was one of the two. Either way, it a it's putting a lot of pressure on them lads. But we've we've done that ourselves. We if it is to be Elliott, then. We've gone and spent. I think it's going to go to tribunal or whatever. See if it works out. Tops ten million quid. I think they're talking seven. But oh, again, regardless, the, the, just say, pay say what, top 20, ten. Yeah, and then the, what? Just pay twenty three million for Jude Bellingham. Yeah, I. We were never going to go and buy Jude Bellingham for twenty three million, but our scouting team will be out there trying to find someone of that quality for under ten million quid, and it wouldn't be a surprise if we do go and get someone this summer who nobody really has heard of but that's what we're into we, we like to try and find a player before they become the player like we, we would have liked to have gone for Van Dijk at Celtic you'd imagine but I don't know how it was who was the manager then I think it might have been Rodgers or whatever and um, that was just not how we operated but now we've realised if you are going to go and get that player Either it's got to be the game changer, a la Van Dyke or Allison, or we will operate in the market of trying to find a player before they become the big name. And that's what a lot of fans seem to have a lot of problem getting used to. And maybe we did miss the boat with Vern and maybe have it. I don't know. I wouldn't be convinced that they would come in and massively upgrade our team anyway. And we need to find the right players for the right positions and those aren't the positions that we urgently need fixing. So I'm not overly concerned. And, and you just need to take time to sit down and evaluate things. A lot of people are reactionary, especially on social media. And it, I think the fact that I'm not going to games as well, so you're not tied up in that emotion of the whole match day experience and people chirping away in the pub and you just got time to assess things. I've, I've become more accustomed to just thinking, well, we've got a process and that's how it works, so just get on with it. Yeah, I can... I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, Beryl, it, it's it's something... It, it's a formula that we've, that we've worked with and it's a formula that, that's, that's got us here. And... Um, you know, everybody wants to do it in Sancho. You know, and that, and here, listen, I'm gonna, I'd be, I'd be as, as excited as anybody if it's Eden Sancho signed. But the fact remains that that's not our mo. Um, and clubs and managers have their own their their mo. They have methods that work for them, and they tend to stick to those methods. And you know, Ferguson, Alex Ferguson's a really good case in point here, where you know he he did. He did three things um, generally. He either went and went and plucked a player from from obscurity, um, like a like a vintage, and it, it sometimes it worked out and, and sometimes it didn't. Um, he went and got you know young up and coming players um, like your Rooney's and Ronaldo's and your Rio Ferdinands and and Nannies, and Chris Smallings, and Phil Joneses, and some of them worked out, and some of them didn't. And, you know, the other thing that he did time and time again is he went and sniped players from, from other clubs that were basically smaller than him. Um, and there's, you know, there's 
Dwight Yorks and Louis Sahas and Andy Coles and you know Roy Keynes, David Mays, Henning Bergs, all, all these sorts of players. And 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 that was what continued to work for him. And it was very rare that Ferguson ever actually went out and and blew a basket on who would have been like one of the top ten players in the world. You know, maybe some people might point to Veron, but aside from that, more often than not, he got rid of them when they got to that level rather than bought them, whether it was Beckham or Stam or Van Nistelrooy. So, you know, I think the, the point there is that I think it, it would be strange and I think it might even be foolish to deviate from a strategy that has worked for a, a consistent period of time. Well, you know, I I, uh, I don't want to refer to my uh, to my profession every time, but you know, in social psychology, it is um, uh, you know we we look at what what makes a group a group, and um, one of the things uh, that uh, Klopp probably does is um, is is stress the fact that we uh, are you know, and by saying we, I mean the club are a group, and uh, that uh, that everyone and um, let's stop the sentence there and and look at how how Lalana who who didn't play a lot of games in the and in, in the previous two seasons how he got emotional about leaving this club which you know and and famously he's an Everton uh, he grew up as an Everton supporter and he came from Southampton and he was uh, he he was 25 26 uh, at the time um he came he he played and he 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 had his role but uh, you know he he wasn't uh, um mostly due to uh, injuries but also due to him not being um the the ideal player for you know how we play or having the quality for uh, for what we wanted he didn't have the role that he uh, that uh, he would have imagined, but still he, he felt part of the group and he felt that you know he was leaving a family uh, and not uh, you know a professional club and you know uh, uh, exchanging one contract for another. And this is a very important thing, I think. Uh, um, you can have talent, you can have technical ability, you can have uh, motivation, but um, uh, if that motivation is also grounded in in your uh, identity that uh, you feel uh, having to perform as, as well as you can is part of your identity part of you know like honor you know people do things for their families because of honor and sometimes there are good things and sometimes there are bad things but in this case you could say if you if you can motivate people to to do as as, as well as they can um, uh, for their group, their collective, uh, uh, and which in, in this case is 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 a football club, then you can you can probably push them further than they uh, imagined they could go themselves. And, and this is something we, uh, and again I'm referring to we as as LFC have been able to do the the, the past uh, seasons, and uh, and so. It's it's not like a game, a football magic game, or you know a Twitter game, in which you assemble a squad um, which has the best quality points or something like that, and and then you uh, you win. But it's it's about uh, uh, assembling a group of people uh, and motivating them, motivating them to to. Uh, to perform their tasks as well as they can, and the outcome will be winning something, uh, and that may be a Champions League final, or that may be the the Premier League. Uh, I think we have mastered that method, and and we are looking for for people who want to be a part of that um, that process and part of that team, and 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 want to perform a task in that team so um i you know i i i i look with some envy sometimes at i would really want to have kai harvards because he is a really 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 good football player and he's only 20 21 so 
it would be very interesting to see him uh, in our team and 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 I, I would think he would challenge uh, Firmino but you know we, we are not the, the kind of club that 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 shells up out uh, 100 million uh, for a for a player um, whoever he is um, if we don't really need to uh, so yeah we will look for for um, marginal gains in, in the form of people we have a staff we have you know analyzed and established to be um, uh, potential players in that in that in, in the process that I just uh, tried to uh, to describe uh, and yeah I, I, I am I am envious I am anxious uh, I want to to win again so you know this is over we we've won the league and this was a long wait but we've won it now and i want to win it again and i want to win it with style and um uh you know in the absence of, of real football I, I look at matches that we have already played and and even uh, if we if you look at the, the last home game we played uh, against chelsea uh, the 4-1 is a very interesting goal because uh, if you start from uh, half time until we score that goal it's 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 ine- inevitable it's 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 like saying to your opponent we are going to score a goal and you are not going to be able to prevent it and we do exactly that and it's 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 a marvelous thing you know if you uh, if you want just just uh, just watch it again it's it's very interesting and i i think that is something we we should be able to do consistently le- next season, and maybe we need some players to liven it up. Maybe we need to add some some quality. Maybe we add some uh, some qualities we don't have at this point. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm uh, I I I it, it's, it, I find it hard to s- just you know say something about which player we need to get or uh, what we need to do. Uh, I, 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 it's, it's an interesting process and I have lots of faith in, in us mastering it. Let, let's put it that way. Yeah, well, we've mastered it so far. So before we go, I just want one number for you, from you. Rather than uh, trying to predict which players we may or may not sign, how much do we spend in the transfer market this summer, this window? Just uh, a number. Net, net spend or or because uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no 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 I don't want to hear about the net spend brigade. No, I just no. want to hear how much we spend. Uh, I I think we will buy a centre back for ten to twelve million. You know the, the day and lover money. I think we have uh, uh, some money um, reserved for a left back, which could be up to 20 million so you know we are, are up to 30 million now and i think we have 30 to 50 million uh, as a reserve for uh, someone who could fill in for the uh, divokarigi role um and so you know it, what did we add to, up to let's, 30, let's, 30 to 70 million yeah let's split the difference and call it 70 million chief i had a peg also at around about 75 mil but i think it's it's also contingent on sales. So, so for example, if Aston Villa decide to, to pay 40 mil for Divokarigi or um, something like that, I think then the the kitty is bolstered. What's interesting is I think we'll get, I think we'll get, we'll sign at least four players. Oh, uh, four? Okay. Sign at least four players for, for the first team squad. All right. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. Jay, what's your number? 70. I'm going lower. I'm going 60. I'm going three players at 60 million. I'll break it down for you because I've just literally put a tweet out about it. Go for it. Uh, Lewis, 10 million, which is breaking story tonight through Mel Reddy, which is probably one of the two or three creditable sources oh, that we use. Said, I see, what has she said? She's put it out there. Um, she's put a tweet out around about a half hour, 40 minutes ago. We are considering Norwich City's Jamal Lewis to provide competition for Andy Robson at left-back, willing to pay around £10 million for this position. He's also represented by PLG, who represents Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold, which obviously assists negotiations, you would imagine. Yeah, you see, and LaRucci touted as they've, they've got apparently strong interest in LaRucci maybe going the other way. Which, yeah, yeah. You see, I like Lewis, and I, I know I'm biased. I am biased. 
Um, and I heard someone, I think on the Anfield Rap, said that they didn't think that he was very good. And that's fine. And I get this argument that, you know, people say Norwich have all these good players, yet they got about fucking 21 points in the, in the Premier League this season. So they can't be that good. And that's, that's a fair argument. Um, but you know, I've, I've seen this kid in the flesh. I've seen him play against Germany. I've seen him play against Holland. Um, I've seen that he is a very capable technical footballer. Defensively, he's got um, work to do. His delivery, yes, he's got work to do. But see, as far as as being able to distribute the ball and being neat and tidy uh, and being technically proficient, absolutely, he is all of those things. So. Um, to me, he's going, he's going to sense. come in as Neon Lane. He's not going to come yeah. in and start. And he well, must. It, took, it took Robertson. It took Robertson. To, I think November to get his first start, and then oh, I don't know. Well, maybe October to get his first start, and then it was it was a couple of months after that before we saw him again. So you know, he's coming in as a backup. So I people coming in, I chipping in on other podcasts and what I'm saying, he's not good enough. Well. He might not be Andy Robertson, and not many players out there are Andy Robertson level left back. There's very few on his level at the moment, so you've got to accept the fact that this kid is a kid. He's going to come in as a backup. He's going to come in and learn. He's got weaknesses in the game, but we have got probably as proven some of the best coaches in the world to make you a better player. That's a that's a fact. That just a at what we've got in our squad and what we've achieved over the last four or five years, it, it's evident that players come in, improve. If he doesn't make the grade that we want him to make, then he might move on, but we'll undoubtedly make a profit on 10 million. That's just how we operate. So for me, it's a no-brainer. And it would, it would seem it's a creditable source if it's coming from ready. So I don't see why why not. Um, if you just want me to finish my quick list that I've just come up with, it's... I would go with him for 10 million. This Asa Mondi, 10 million has been the touted fee, which basically is the love of money. And then Sa- 500 million for Mbappe. <laughs> Saar for 25, I think we'll get, and Thiago for 25. And that is 70 million. But at the bottom, bottom end of my tweets, I've just put, we will probably end up with a negative net spend because that's A, how we, we sort of have operated anyway in the past few years, and B, there's a bit of fat to be trimmed, and if play if teams such as Aston Villa do want Debochabigi, we know Michael Edwards will hold them to ransom, and they'll get the money and more than than what we want. So, I think possibly as seventy is the figure we'll spend, but we'll probably end up with a negative net, and I'm fine by that because there's players that need to be moved on. So that that would happily do me then four lads. All right, cool. Well. Thanks very much for joining me, lads. And uh, until next time, uh, up the nets, Ben, John W. Henry, Moneyball, Jamal Lewis, ISA Mandy, and Buckingham is now a sore Reds. Good night. <laughs>